Look at this man's profile picture. Why is he so angsty? Oh my god, he's like hot though. He's super hot, but why is he so angsty? Yeah, go for it. Oh, he lives in LA. Oh my god, send him my picture. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll swipe right in case in case. Thanks. He, uh... <laughs> okay. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Uh, we could just leave that first part in. I was going to say, I just we don't need a cold open anymore. We don't. We don't. We're just like, look at this. Making our own content. Um, how's it going? I am good. I am enjoying a very long weekend because I had Friday through Monday off. Bliss. Yes. Total bliss. How are you? Um, well, I, I, this is now a week late, but we're having a massive heat wave in LA right now, which I'm sure the people are hearing about. Um, speaking of fire, like literally I, right as we were about to transition into our Sunset Lake spot, they responded with a fire emoji to my story. Oh my God. Which one? Which Sunset story? Lake, total hype people. Um, it was actually the story that I posted about with me and Erica Spera from Shooters Gotta Shoot because they support her pod as well. Oh, cute, cute, cute. Yeah. I like it. That's how we got introduced to Sunset Lake is through That's Erica. right. That's yeah. right. Um, but wait, you were telling me about a hack that you have discovered with Sunset Lake. That I yeah, I feel like one of about. those um, Instagram people that are like, life hack. Instead of this ingredient, like replace it with this one, like whatever. And, but anyway, no, seriously. So I've been doing the – ever since actually last time we recorded, I think, and you said you were using like the natural flavor. Yeah. I've been putting the natural flavor CBD oil in my morning coffee and it kind of like mellows the caffeine experience of the coffee. It's so fucking good. I love that because I also really love Sunset Lakes coffee because mm, they mm-hmm. they have coffee beans that I really do love. Um, but that is an amazing hack for especially then you can have like the coffee beans that you love exactly with the CBD impact. That's great. Are you it's putting great. it in iced coffee? I've only ever had hot coffee with CBD. I've been doing both. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've been getting more great. into the daily gummies. Like, obviously, I need to buy more sleep gummies. I'm totally out of my sleep gummies. These ones? Exactly. Um, and I've been getting into them. And I, I've been into I've been into them, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no, saying. I'm – I really like it because the other day I was – I was, like, feeling – I don't typically get jittery after coffee, but I was, like, jittery the other day. And I was, like, I'm going to try this and see how this goes. And I am very into it. I love that. So yeah, we love Sunset Lake CBD. All their products are third-party tested for quality assurance. They ship directly from their farm in Vermont to your door. And you can check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com. Use our coupon code FMH2020 for 20% off of all products. Fab. Fab. We love Sunset Lake. And they send fire emojis on Instagram. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into, into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a 
actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feel it all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. So and supportive. I just got a little like warning on my computer. Heat wave. Heat wave. So we're just we're getting fire in all. I'd rather have your fire. Fucking hot as hell in LA. I want to die. It is not that hot here. Um, it has cooled down. Although I'm like, I wore a jacket out last night and I was annoyed. I don't want. Oh my be god, a I'm so jealous. That's delightful. No, no, thank you. I wore jeans and a tank top and that was fine. But um, yeah, yeah. Last um, night was like the first time that it would have been like appropriate to wear pants. I did not because I hate pants and I try to wear them as like put off wearing them as long as possible. Yeah. See, I only wear pants like dresses and that stuff stresses me out. Why? What's stressful about them? I don't know. I just don't feel like I look good in them. Like they're just not made for me. (laughs) They're not for me. (laughs) Yeah. I wear them sometimes. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just like, I always feel more myself in jeans. Well, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I like very, very much don't. I feel the most myself in like a little dress. Yeah. Or yeah. shorts. I like shorts a lot. I like shorts as well. Um, I like a silk, like I like a slip skirt. Oh, yeah. I would never. Oh, love a slip. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. I'm very, I'm honestly stressed about tomorrow. So like uh, nobody gives a shit about this, but like we're going to talk about it because it's what's preoccupying me right now. Um. So I came home from work on Thursday night. Was I'm in like a bad? I'm in like a grumpy mood because of the heat. Because it's just like really, it, I'm not sleeping well. It's just like very tough. Like I don't have air conditioning. Places in Santa Monica, like most places in LA, are not built for extreme temperature. And it always drives me yeah. crazy when I say that it's like. Let's see what it is right now. Actually, um. Because whenever I will tell my mom what the temperature is, because my parents are in Texas, oh, for example, in Texas, but they have air conditioning. It's very different. Yeah, so it's eighty three in Santa Monica right now, which is nuts for Santa Monica. Yeah, that's really hot for a beachside town. Yeah, and my mom will be like, "Well, it's one hundred and five here." But you're in air conditioning. It's very it, different. Texas is made for the heat. Texas knows yeah. this, and they know, they know that it's hot. Exactly, and so the buildings there are all done in such a way to prepare for that. Whereas here, we are not prepared for extreme temperatures in either direction. Like during the winter in my old place, I would have to wear like a sweatshirt. I would wear – I was wearing like a scarf inside. Um, But so anyway, this is all to say my – I do not have air conditioning. My apartment is a fucking misery. And on Thursday when I got home from work, the heat drives out bugs. I came home to my bedroom floor coated in winged termites. No. What? Allie, I I wanted to throw up. They are so big and disgusting. I, I can't tell – like, do you know that a termite's like this big? I'm holding my finger like a half inch long, everybody, just by the way. 
I didn't. I thought termites were small for some reason. No, termites are not small. They have these long, nasty bodies. They're like two ants' lengths. Ugh. So wait. So this is is that a problem that your building has termites? Yeah. So pretty much every building in Santa Monica has termites. It's a question of just like how bad you kind of spot treat it until you can't any longer. Yeah, and then you have to get those big circus tents. Yeah. Um. So I have some. Of course. I, I leave for <laughs> I leave for London. And so I was like, can you need to get somebody out here on Friday? And nobody like I think that they're dealing with a lot of that. Like in LA yeah. right now, like ants and ter- like all that shit is like coming out because oh my of the God, heat. They were all over your floor. Yes. Luckily they were not on so yeah, this was this is what I'm saying. So like I couldn't I, I took a bunch of pictures because I obviously texted my landlord. I'm so disturbed. It was so disgusting, Allie. I like I couldn't walk across my floor safely. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And I isolated where they – so they must be coming from I think my like high wood ceiling. I literally was – so the first thing I, I just like, was fucking – I was disgusting. I was profusely sweating, just killing all of them. Oh, uh, anyway, sorry. What I was saying is I'm pretty sure they're coming from – or like I can tell where they're coming from generally. I cannot find the hole, but like I know that they're coming from this corner of my bedroom, which means that um, like it's nowhere near my bed. It's like I still like stripped my sheets because I was just like so repulsed and like – I. It was like the – face, The faces that I'm making, like I can't even – I can't even. Yeah. And so I, I, I figured out the drop zone basically, like where they were coming oh from. And I was driving around. So yeah. So first of all, profusely sweating, killing them. And then I'm like, I need a fucking solution for tonight because like I can't emotionally like sleep here when no. like these are coming down. And um, so I went to an Ace Hardware and I got this termite killing foam okay. and I sprayed it on the floor of the drop zone. So that when and, they drop down, they'll die. Mm-hmm. And then I also used my Swiffer and sprayed it on my Swiffer, Swiffer like shaving cream, and got on a step stool and like mushed the Swiffer into the nice ceiling. Into Thank the you. Corner. And huge improvement. Yesterday went well. Only a few, and instantly DOA, instant death upon arrival. So we're that's progress, but it's not good. I'm so disturbed on your behalf. Thank you. Oh. And this ties in a little bit with like dating updates where um, – so great texting communication from the writer. I'm like super happy Love. about it. You can tell that no games are being played because one of us will text – like sometimes for some reason, you know, one of us will text the other during the day and the other will yeah. be busy and there will be like a time gap. And then I can tell he like he will then like text me, for example, like later at night and I'll have my phone and respond immediately and he responds immediately and we'll have a little back and forth, you know? And so it's like I can tell it's like, oh, you're with your phone, you're in bed, you're you're, like getting ready for bed, whatever. And it's just like really nice. Like I can tell like there's nothing about the cadence that's – like the cadence is just natural. It's just like this is how he relates to his phone in a way that like also – is responsive and prioritizes me. Like I've never right. never has a day passed without him responding or like we haven't spoken every day. But um yeah. there's never there's like no question or weirdness about it. It's like really really nice. That's great. Yeah. 
And so anyway, this is all to say, when these gaps like happen in early dating, I I really hate like being negative. And because like I just I like to not that like you shouldn't or can't share things that are negative or whatever. Like he and I have had like vulnerable conversations about something because on one of our dates, my dad was scheduled to have a malignant lymph node removed. But anyway, yeah. this is all to say we've like talked about like family health. I was saying that I was like yeah. my dad like keeps health stuff really locked in and like will not share it. And I've said to him you need to tell me because like as I'm an adult, like as a kid, I understand why you hid things from me, but I'm now an adult where I want to make a choice where like don't blindside me and say you have like a limited amount of time and now it's too late for me to like move to Dallas or something. You know, like don't try to like protect my life. I will make a choice. Yeah. I had those conversations with my parents a lot when my dad was I I can imagine. Like they – didn't the, not to take away from your story, but um, no go. They didn't tell my brother and me when my dad was given a year to live. He was already sick. We knew he was sick. Yeah, but when he was originally diagnosed, he was given like a year, year and a half. It was stage four prostate cancer, and then he lived for six. <clears throat> so like by the time he was a, again given a year to live, like we were kind of lulled into a false sense of security in the sense that like he was sick. He was still like not cured in any way, not in remission at all, but like not about to die. And so they were told apparently that he had a year to live in June of 2017. And they didn't tell us that until March of 2018. Oh, that's a big, big gap. Yeah. They like decided, I think it was my dad really, that like didn't want us to know that. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would have made a decision to move home at that time because he didn't want me to, um, like adamantly did not want me to move home, but I would have wanted to know. So like all, all this to say that I like relate to what you're saying about like, I'm an adult, give me all the information so that I can make a decision as an adult. Totally. Yes. And so long segue on both – or not segue, like long tangent on both of Tangents our parts. Tangents on everybody's yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, long tangent on our parts. But – my point is we've talked about like serious things. Like it, it's right. not like our dates have been all like, oh, fun, light, like TV shows, music, yeah. movies. And that's, you know, that's been there too. But whatever. My point is – I understand is, that though. Like not wanting like when he's away, like you want his thoughts about you to be like fun and positive. Exactly. Like it's it's a very dumb sort of like behavioral training thought where I'm like I want him <laughs> to have a positive association with texting me, right? Yeah, totally. And so when he was texting me on Thursday and was like, how's your day? I was like – not my favorite. Not great. <laughs> it's not been good. Um, and so I did. I had to tell him. I told. I did tell him about the termites. And so, anyway, yeah, it's like I, because I, I, I have this weird thing where it's like I don't want to be. So like I wanted to stay pot. Like I wanted to be positive, and then I also like don't want to be like. You're with your family. You're having fun. Like solve my problems or like come listen to me complain and like it's like I don't want to be I don't want to be that addition to whatever is going on like I want to be a pleasant addition you know yeah even though I doubt that is how he perceived that I'm sure I'm sure yeah I also because like and he also actually he like responded actually in thinking about it like a very nice way where he didn't like try to like mansplain to me how to handle the situation he just was like Oh my god, that's terrible! Like that sucks. And they get somebody out there to like, like, is you know, is it 
how quickly can it be fixed? You know, whatever, which was yeah. a nice way to respond. Yeah. This is all to say, I apologize if I'm being grumpy and complaining to the writer, the listeners, everyone, you. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> What's going on with that, you? You don't I mean, seem I that grumpy. Thank you. I hope it's – I would I, be a hell of a lot grumpier if I had discovered termites all over my bedroom floor. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, my that. mom's going to be furious when she hears this. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, what's going on with you? One of the things that makes me – so I – in news in my life, I'm closing on my apartment a week from yesterday. That's so exciting. Yeah. That's huge. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been a long time in the making. Closing – like escrow is so fucking long in New York City. Like 60 days is considered a really fast escrow. Okay. It's so funny you say that because like this feels so – in LA, like that people like are like – like week long, like weekend close. It's yeah. fucking nuts. It's like not. It's like I don't know if it's not allowed, but like sixty. It's a sixty to ninety day escrow. It's like that is what happened in New York City, and sixty days is considered incredibly fast. Damn. And so it's been. It'll be like a little over, a little over sixty. Um. So this is a fast escrow apparently, but for me it's felt like a lifetime. Yeah. Um. So I close next week, like and then Mary, Mary and Thomas. Have bought and like demoed a house like in your closing period. Yeah. No. It's fucking nuts. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. And my mom, my mom, her, my mom's and my offers were accepted for her new townhouse were accepted on the same day. My mom oh my is God, already yes. in construction on her place. Holy shit. So, do you have roaches? Yeah. I do <laughs> not. Oh my God. I just like – I got a heart palpitation even thinking about that. I have – I maybe shouldn't say this out loud, knock on wood, been very, very lucky in my 13 years in New York that I have never really had any insect or rodent problems in an apartment I've lived in. Yeah. I actually didn't either um, when I lived in New York, but – Yeah. I've here. had ants both here and in my former apartment, but it's because I have outdoor space and so they come inside. It's like yeah. makes sense. Um, but on the grand, in the grand scheme of things, not a big deal. Very livable. Very, very livable. Yeah. Occasionally I'll get like a spider or something and my cats, they do not kill them, but they do enjoy pointing them out to me. Sweet. So basically if I ever see them like concentrating on something on the ground, I'm like, oh, there's a bug. Mm -hmm. They won't kill it. They're just like, mom, over here. So not helpful. (laughs) We have a new pet. We have a new – yeah. We're like, this is here. Is this supposed to be here? Should you want to do something about this? Um, What's going on with me? Well, I, I have not been on any dates. Um, I was supposed to have a date today. I I mentioned um, before, I think, that I was like setting up date. I ended up canceling it. I went into more detail on Patreon, but there's not like that much more detail to go into, honestly. I just like wasn't getting a good vibe from him. There was like nothing really specific, but I trusted that gut, so I canceled that date. Um, I was also talk. – I've been talking to this guy who lives in San Diego who was just visiting here. Oh. And both of us, I think I actually might, if I'm still single, when I go visit home for the holidays, go out with him when I'm home. Damn. Yeah. That's interesting. Like, so, so I didn't notice that he doesn't live here when I yeah. swiped right on him. And when that happens, I always still message the person and say what happened and be like, hey, like, you know. I forget exactly what I say, but I'll be like, hey, like I, I just noticed, you know, I'm sorry. Like I didn't notice that you don't live here and like I'm looking for a long-term relationship. So, you know, I don't think this is going to work out, but like have so much fun in New York, whatever. And it's – people are almost always like very understanding. But I, I, I like to do that because like I hate when I match with somebody and then like immediately get unmatched. 
And so like I like to, you know, give a reason. Yeah. So I did that. And then and in but in my message, I mentioned something about being from San Diego. Cause I was like, oh, maybe I like had a brain fart because like I'm from San Diego. So like, you know, maybe I just like got confused. I don't know. And then he was like, I know we're supposed to be ending this conversation, but like now I'm curious about like where are you from in San Diego? And then both of us kept being like, I know we're not supposed to be talking anymore, but like I'm curious about this. How interesting. Yeah. And like next thing you know, we're having like a whole conversation and we're not like actively talking anymore because of he doesn't live here. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. we did follow each other on Instagram, which isn't something that I normally do. It took the words from my mouth. I was about to say, that's not something that normally happens. What's the- Never. Yeah. He asked. He was like, oh, well, like next time you're home, if you're in, like if you're up for it, like we should grab a drink. And I said, totally. And he was like, well, you know, like it might be a little bit weird to keep in touch over Bumble for the next three months. So like, here's my Instagram, like if you would want to keep in touch there. And by keep in touch, I think we, I meant that I think he did too. Like when I come home, if I want to reach out, that's how I'll do it. Versus like finding this dude in Bumble that I talked to three months ago. Yeah. Um, And my personal Instagram also, to be clear. Actually, do you know what's funny? Last Mm -hmm. night um, I was with the friend group for Matt's brother's birthday, Uh um, whose name is Cole. And he – this like – oh, I can't remember. Did we answer this question on Patreon? I think we did. Somebody wrote in about – when is too early to put yourself in your new city? Yep. That was last week on Patreon. So he – a girl set her location as Los Angeles five months. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But she's apparently here now and he's going to go out with her. That's so, that's so fun. I love that. Yeah. And so we were talking about how like five months – and it was actually very interesting to hear the guy's perspective where um, like Dennis was saying that like – He's like, to me, like that is somebody who is so trying to – and Dennis is a very like unscheduled person. He like yeah, <laughs> lives his life moment to moment. And he was saying how for him that would not he, – he's like, I would just immediately feel like no to somebody who is doing it that early because to me that speaks of somebody who is trying to like schedule love five months in advance. Like that's – not going to work for me. Like somebody who's thinking that far ahead. Um, Anyway, it was just, I was like, oh, we like literally were just talking about this. Um, That's too funny. Yeah. So five months. So yeah. So if I am still available for a date, I will totally reach out to him when I'm home for Thanksgiving. Because I'm actually planning on being home for like some fairly extended periods of time in November and possibly December into January. So yeah. So that could be fun. Um, and the other thing that's going on right now is, speaking of Erica Spera, she and I have made a profile together on Foreplay, which is uh, this like double dating dating app in New York. It's I think it's only in New York still. I know it, I actually know for a fact it's not in LA yet. There's a wait list for it. Yeah, um, but I don't, I'm not sure if there's any other cities. But uh, so far, it's not the most fruitful for us. But I do really like the concept. So, do we know? I mean. This is always so hard. Like, what is the – I wish there was a way to know. I I, I realize why they don't give this data. It makes a ton of sense. Like, how many people are on it? 
So it is actually very – has gotten much more popular here. I don't okay. know the answer. I don't know the specific answer to your question. But I was DMing with one of the co-founders, like who, the one who runs their social account, who actually happens to be a friend of – a good friend of my coworker, like random mm-hmm. connection. Not the reason that we tried this app out. Nor is this a partnership. Also, I want to be clear about that. Um, but I was DMing with her and she mentioned that they are in their 30s, the two co-founders. But the app has been taken over by younger people. Oh, funny. And so she was joking that she and her co-founder are both single and they are on the app themselves mm-hmm. as a – they call them teams on the app. They are on the app themselves and like they are having trouble finding men in their 30s to go on double dates with because the app has gotten so popular with younger people. So I do think there are a lot of people on this app, but it doesn't seem like they're as much in my demographic. Got it. Okay. The The – the Gen Zers have overtaken. Yes, but it's a really cool concept. Like I, at, at like a very high level overview. Oh, I'm you, into it. If you recall, with Amy and I tried to create this in Dallas. Yes, yes. yes. Which Eric and I are now like, should we do that? Um, it didn't not work. Like we had fun. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Yeah. Um, but the way, especially because she like hasn't been as active on the apps recently, so we could like transition her profile possibly. Mm. Another idea. I saw a TikTok where like this group of girls, like three girls who live together, plan a date for the same night and then all agree to meet up. Like if they like the guy, they bring the guy. And if they don't, they yeah. come alone to like a second location later. That's you guys really can do fun. that. That that that's really fun. It does yeah. require us to both find dates. It's a lot of that are available on the same day. Yeah. But that would be a double um, date. That's inherently what you're getting. True, but they would be handling that on their end. True. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but what I, the thing that I like about this app, though, is that – so if you create a Bumble with someone to, to go on double dates like you and Amy did or like me and Erica might do, you're like locked into going on double dates with that person. Like that profile is only for the two of you. What I like about Foreplay so far, even though potentially my demographic has not made it there yet, is that – you have individual profiles that then come together with another person. So you have both an individual profile and also a joint profile. Oh. So you can double date with multiple friends. That's cool. That yeah. makes sense. And th- that's why they call it a team. So you can like – at any given time, you're swiping as a particular team. Like I'll swipe for me and Erica. But then if I was on it with you, I could then be like, okay, now I'm swiping for me and Rourke. I love that. That's a very th- – th- that makes sense. It, it It's not a growth strategy otherwise. So that's – Yeah, completely. Yeah. It makes that's total sense. smart. Yeah, it's very cool. So – and then you have like – so you have your individual profile, but then you have like a joint bio. Cute. And you can add joint pictures that then show up um, in addition to that. So it's very oh, cool. I just – yeah, it would be amazing. We just – I just need more like – we actually went down to 28 because she's 31. So that's not even like – that's within her normal range. It's lower than mine. Yeah. We just like need more people that are older to be on it so that it can be cool. Yeah. I I mean, as with all social media, wait a little bit and the olds will come in. Yeah. The olds. Yeah. Where are the olds? Come on, people. We're I mean, on, on the Patreon, we were talking about our hips. So. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, I do have hip problems. Um, <sighs> so that could be fun. Hasn't materialized into anything yet. Um, and then my matchmaker told me in our check-in this week that she has reached out to several people. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last like week or so. So nice. maybe dates could come out of that. 
fob. So we shall see. Um, I also have like a kind of funny story. Are there people for you on Bumble or on Hinge that you see like fairly often and you like know them even though you, you're you not interested in them? You don't swipe right on them, but you like know them. It is so funny you say this. Yes, there's this one guy. He's like <laughs> six foot nine and he's like also he ha- he's a very thin man. That's relevant. Uh-huh. Not only is he always aggregating in my algorithm, I – fucking see this guy around town all the time. Wait, this story is like very parallel to mine all of a sudden. This is funny. Oh, really? That's so yeah. funny. No, literally cuz he always shows up. He must be in his mid 30s cuz he shows up for both me and Amy. He like must be in our both of our ranges. We like see him at brunch, we see him at the farmers market, we see him <laughs> we see him all the fucking time. It becomes like a where's Waldo cuz he's like I said he's like 6'9". So it tall. becomes like a where's Waldo and like we take we'll take like a discreet photo and be like it's the guy. <laughs> That's super funny. Anyway, I'm so, sorry. I cut off your story. For me, there are several guys, not in real life, but there are several guys that I see on Bumble and I have seen on Bumble across the course of the last like – I don't know how long Bumble's been around, but a, mm-hmm. a long time. It's not 10 years because Tinder just hit 10, so it can't be that long. But there's one guy in particular who I started seeing when I moved to this neighborhood. So he, so I, I know that he – like his distance radius must be like kind of small. He he's a very very distinctive man. Okay. And one of the thing in in like physicality but also his photos are wild. He is in one of them he's in this like unitard thing. In another he's in fishnets. Like the Borat Unitard? Or yeah, yeah, but okay. not not in like a trying to be Borat way. In like a, you know, he's he's funky. Got it. He probably goes to Burning Man. You know, he's like, but his pictures are really distinctive in that sense because like, it's even his first photo, like it'll come up and you'll be like, whoa, like it hits you in the face with like he's out Got there, it. right? So so I've I've seen this man all the time, and he comes up in my algorithm all the time. And I was walking towards Prospect Park a couple days ago and I saw him in real life and he was wearing a security guard uniform going into a bank. Whoa, what a plot twist. Yeah. And I was like, well, that is a very different outfit and a very different life than I would would have imagined this man to lead. It's such like a straight edge – career yeah wow fascinating yeah, i know so yeah so that that is my one of my bumble men um but yeah there are a lot there are a lot that i see and i like you see the tiktoks that are like when you get back onto the dating apps and you're like hey everybody yeah like totally. there are like definitely people that i see that i see like fairly often yeah. um so anyway that's uh that's what's going on with me. I, I do have like several developing conversations that I'm hoping. Yeah, there's one that I'm dates. a fan of that you were texting me about. I want to. Yeah. I, I feel like that will – that seems to me like it will materialize. I think so too. I actually suggested tonight. Oh, great. Right before we hopped on this recording. I don't know if okay. he's free yet. Um, check check your bumble. Check, I don't know. I, oh, yeah, because I don't have push notifications anymore. Let's see. No, he hasn't responded. Okay. 
So because because I canceled my plans um, and I was like, oh, we'll just see if this guy's free. Yeah. And if not, you know, I, yeah, but I, I think you're right. I think based on the conversation so far, it is heading that way. That's great. Yeah. So that's that's what's going on. Um, before we get into hot topics, we have a listener poll. Oh, that's right. I actually I'm yeah. going to be so blind on this one. I didn't even look. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have been able oh, to. Oh, there's nothing to see. It was a fill in the yeah. blank. Yep. Okay. It was a fill in the blank. Yeah. I didn't want to lead the witness by making it an actual poll. That's so some fair. background is needed here because the the um, genesis of this poll happened on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So on Patreon and and um, in the show notes, let's include this emoji okay. so that people know exactly what we're talking about. I don't know if I can like type in the emoji. Oh, you can't? You can't use emojis in show notes? Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Oh, good good call. All right, people will probably be able to figure it out. It's the, so so on backing up. On Patreon, somebody asked a question and included an emoji. And we then were like I I thought I think that I have like a different interpretation of this emoji than a lot of people in the way that I use it. Um the technical name for the emoji in in Apple is grimace. So it's the like that's I what call it's called. it the gritted teeth emoji. Yeah, so it's called like the actual like Apple calls it grimace. It is the one where like yeah, all the teeth are showing. It's like a rectangle face, like a rectangle like pulling mouth. a long mouth across their teeth. Yes, exactly. Like showing all of your teeth, right? Hopefully everybody knows what emoji we're talking about. Um, and if you don't, search Google, pause this and Google grimace emoji. It'll come up. So. We were curious. We wanted to ask the listeners, what do you think this emoji means? Like, it's called Grimace. Yeah. But, like, what do you think it means? And I didn't actually say it's called Grimace. I – yeah, I don't think you provided that context because I did I, I did see the question. Um, I didn't. Okay. I purposely didn't. So I use this as, like, eek. That's – But tell me more about eek. Like, use it in a <laughs> sentence. Um, so – I will use it sometimes like slightly passive aggressively too, where um, let's say for example, this actually happened the other day. I was like kind of frustrated. Um, somebody told me that they were going to be leaving their home at a certain time when in fact that was when they wanted to be meeting at the location. Ah, Yes. And so it was 10 minutes from that time and I said, hey, reminder to let me know when you leave. And they said like, oh, we already did, we're 10 minutes from arrival. And I was like, okay, great. And so I responded like, oh, I was told that's when you were leaving. Eek. Eek. Yeah. Okay. So that is by far the most popular way that people use it. Let's go. Get Which is camp. why – well, but this is – I knew my, – my point on Patreon was that I use it the, the quote-unquote wrong way. Oh, okay. Like I know that I don't use it the way that everybody else does. So, You're just a wild and quirky gal. Just a wild and quirky gal. <laughs> You're just in a silly, teams. goofy mood just like <laughs> reading about – like also this is like slightly funny too in the sense that it's like I'm extrapolating that this crazy counterfactual idea that you are just like living your life with like different definitions of emojis where it's like I'm sending you a laugh cry emoji and you're like, that fucking bitch. I read that as like <laughs> F you. <And> like, <laughs> that's the way I use that emoji. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. Um, 
So most people said either that or like cringe. The word cringe came up a lot. I can see that. Um, Or whoops. People said like oopsies or whoopsies or like – which is kind of similar to what you said, right? Like a ooh kind of thing. People said that too. Like, oh, I was told that's when you were leaving. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. The word yikes. Yeah. The word yikes came up a lot. That's yeah, um, that's or like nervousness, and here's here's an answer that full, that perfectly encapsulates uh, how I use it. This person said, "I know I use it wrong," <laughs> so I do too. I, I love like the awareness and yet the resistance. Like <laughs> I'm consciously making this choice. I know I use it wrong, but I mean a cheeky ha ha grin. And that is how I use it. I use it to be cheeky. So then use it in a sentence for you. It's like when I say something that's – it's like a tee-hee, tee-hee are the words that I'm, that I'm saying when I put that. Like, um, oh gosh, now I'm going to struggle to come up with a sentence for it. I wish I could like search my texts for an emoji. Oh, you can you not? Oh, I don't know. Let's try, not. try it. I'm going to try. I'm going to try it right now and see. It's in my top one. I use it a lot. But now I'm like – Oh, yeah. You can. Oh, here. I have it for you. I have it for you. Oh, oh you have it. Me said – I said it to you? Okay. Yes. Tell me how did I use it in a sentence. You said, I'm going to put in an offer on this apartment. Gritted teeth emoji. Which makes no sense as yikes. <laughs> so that, yes. Okay. It's like, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> That is clearly how you're using it there, you deranged person. (laughs) But I also use it when I'm being cheeky. Like I will use it interchangeably with the upside down smiley face. I think that there is a Venn diagram with the upside down smiley face. Yeah. Of like, whoopsies. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm all – to me, the most fire emoji now is that melting one. I'm obsessed with the melting one. I do love the melting one. Um, Do you have any emojis that you know you use wrong? I have another one. No, I'm fucking fluent in emoji. I kill it. <laughs> no, I know, but it's – I am actively choosing to use it in no, a way that like resonates with me. So anyway, so yes, I the, – the, the listener poll has confirmed that I do in fact use the grimace emoji incorrectly, uh, but I won't stop. There you go. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Law for another live podcast. Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link. Also in our bios to get those tickets, and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah, so make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos, 
Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. All righty. Um, but I'll ask you the first one. Hi, Ellie Rourke. Your podcast has helped me immensely in setting boundaries and maintaining a happy relationship. I've currently been with my boyfriend for seven months, and we are very much in love. However, we are very different people. He's extremely inter- introverted and shy, while I'm a lot more outgoing. We also have different financial situations. I have a cushy corporate job, while he makes slightly above minimum wage. I find that I've been taking the lead on initiating and planning dates more than he has recently, and I feel this may be due to budget limitations on his end, him being more of a homebody and him not being as much of a planner as I am. I recognize I've contributed to that dynamic by taking the lead, but I'd like to shift it so that he plans and initiates more dates. I'm perfectly happy doing things within his budget range, like going to a park, watching a movie at home, but I struggle with finding the language to communicate that I'd like him to initiate that without sounding dictatorial. I don't think his hesitance to plan is indicative of his feelings for me as he is constantly expressing how much he loves me. He just seems like a more of a go-with-the-flow guy. Please Mm. advise. So the finances part of this question is very well-timed because next week we are kicking off our finances and dating two-part arc. Love it. Um, so I'll touch on – I'm going to more talk about the like – I think in this in this answer, more the like personality differences versus the financial piece. Uh, one, because I think it's more relevant here. But two, because we're going to get really into finances and dating next week and the week after. Um, so I think her – it sounds like she is already thinking about it in – the way that I would advise to, which is that she's really focused more on like the intent behind it. And it's not like he has to do all this crazy stuff. It's just that like she wants to know that he wants to do things with her and mm-hmm. is like excited to come up with ideas of his own too. And I think that one of the ways that you can get at this is by starting to ask what are things that you think would be fun to do together? Like – Rather than coming at it from – and then I think you can get to, you know, the fact that you would love for them to plan too. But like starting kind of that brainstorming atmosphere where it's like not just what I want to do and what I plan, but also like what are some things that you think would be fun? Yeah. What are like things that you would want to experience with me? Like do you have – you know, is there anything you've been wanting to do? And then you can kind of transition into that. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that I like I recently saw um I really I recently saw a TikTok about like how to chain together like action and then like tell the person what it does for you to yeah. make it like land better. And so like exactly what you're saying, I would recommend approaching it as like I love how much you tell me that you love me. It will make me feel so good if you planned movie night for us and that would make me feel really cared for and seen. Or, you know, like that's – Whatever words. Yeah. Yeah. But telling him like what you're asking for and then connecting it to why it will make you feel good can 
is like a great call to action. Like if I had a friend, you know, say to me, like, I like I actually said this to I actually basically said this to a friend recently where I have felt like I have two friends right now who just um got homes that require a substantial amount of work um because that's you know with the LA market they're like this is what we can't afford it is yeah. a shithole um and they call their homes shithole that's not me and um so they have been like very busy and I recognize that and it's something we talked about actually with Jillian Richardson about how like things aren't necessarily equal that sometimes, you know, like people do have different flexibility and you kind of, if you want to maintain the friendship, figure that out. But it was feeling with this like one friend, it was feeling really one-sided where I really wanted her to initiate and tell me that she wanted to see me as much as like I wanted to see her. And honestly, like I will come to you 10 times out of 10. If you are uncomfortable leaving because like your kitchen got like demoed and you need me to bring dinner, done. Great. Let's do it. It's not like I need you to plan a day out for us, but like tell me you want to see me. And so like I I actually said to her – like we were kind of like talk – we were sort of going back and forth about something and I ended up saying like I like have been feeling a little distant lately and you know I know we've – like I know it's unreal. Like we used to have like weekly hangs. Um, Yeah. And I was like, it's probably, I was like, I know it, like our lives are not realistic anymore to support like a consistent weekly hang, but like, I'd love to know that you do want to hang it with like some consistency. And like, I've been feeling a little distant and like, I just love you and I don't want that to happen. Like, I don't want to drift. And she's like, totally like lives have changed, you know? And like, we had a great discussion about it. And then she was like, what are you doing this weekend? You know, come over for dinner. And her and her husband like cooked for me. It was lovely. And so, like, this happens in all sorts of relationships. And I think expressing, like, how you're feeling about it and then connecting that to the action is, like, the effective way to do it. Sorry, that was, like, a really long road to get there. No, I think that, I think that totally makes sense, though. Um, and, you know, making it, making it, like she did in the question, really clear that it's, it's not about what the thing is. Yeah. It's not like she needs an extravagant, you know, date idea or that it even needs to be that involved. It could be totally simple. Yeah. Like you said, a movie night, a, a walk in the park. Those sound delightful Anything. to me. Those yeah. sound wonderful. Also like – or like, you know, picnic. Go to Trader Joe's. Get some chips and salsa and fucking light, sit out in the park. Like – Yeah. Anything. Bring a book. Sit together. You know, like they're, they're a bunch of – it's it just sounds like she wants like a little bit more kind of like quality time – yeah. On his Quality time initiated impetus. by him. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, girls. Love you over here in Scotland. Oh, fun. You're going to be so close to – Yeah, come visit me. I've recently ride started a dating a guy. Me. What? I said, come ride a horse with me, and then I almost dropped my water bottle. <laughs> I've recently started dating a guy about one and a half months now who has just told me he's been offered a dream job in another country. I'm so, so happy for him. But before this, we were talking about the next steps of our relationship, obviously assuming we would both be living in the same country. And now this seems to have put a, sp- a spanner in the works. A spanner in the works. It's like throwing like a something in a wheel to make the wheel like trip. Oh, I've never heard that before. Is that more common? It's a British. Like, I hear it all. It's a Love Island. I hear it all. The, I learned about it from Love Island. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense why I have never heard that before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a, a wrench. It's throwing a wrench in – in things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Fun lesson. So let me back up. Since he – okay. So this seems to have put a spanner in the works. 
Since he told me we've not spoken about how this impacts us, and I'm so worried about bringing up the subject as I don't want to pop our bubble that we're in. Any advice, please? Oh, you got to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's actually – it's funny because it's a little bit like what I was saying in my updates where it's like you want to be fun. You want to enjoy your time together. You don't want to like be too serious. But like you need to talk about the fact that you will be living in a different country. Yes, <laughs> also, yes, yes. with Scotland – is the different country like Wales? Like, how, yeah, like what's I, the geography here? I was wondering that too of like how far away – because Scotland could be very close to the country that in question. Totally. Like if I lived in Brownsville, Texas, I could date somebody in Mexico. Totally. But anyway, I, I would like to, you know, not that – that 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 sort of changes the – that's not what she's asking, right? No. Um, You very much just need to talk about this. And I, I would just absolutely, you know, over dinner, next time you guys are hanging out, I would just say, you know, I hate to change, I, I, you know, I hate to change the mood here, but there's this reality that you're going to be working in a different country. And yeah. we need if to. If he has accepted the job, it. it's not clear that oh. he's taking it. He's been offered a dream job. He's been job. offered a dream job in another country, which like even if you're not dating Tempting. somebody, moving to another country even for your dream job is a big deal. Yeah. So there's a – I mean – but he could be worried. Like if this were me, I might be worried that like I don't want him to think that I'm asking him to not take it or like, you know, like that. that is another thing that could be coming up. For sure. Yeah. And I don't – and I think that there's a way to can like control that in your – like in how you interact – like interact on the point. Like I I, yeah. I don't think – I think you could easily make it clear like this is amazing. Like congratulations. Like I'm just interested in like what you kind of – like what does that look like for us? Yeah. Like what does you taking that job look like for us? Um, My – my friend Ian actually like used this in his vows when um, he and Anna got married and mm. like very early in their relationship, he interviewed for a job that would have like made them long distance. Uh-huh. Anna wrote him, Anna wrote him like a letter to open like before he did the interview. And it was this like letter about how, you know, like he, how she like wanted him to like, kill this interview and how amazing he was and how like yeah whatever happens happens but like he like needs to like but like do everything like nail this interview like don't you know it was like lovely yeah. and he like talked about it in his vows like how he felt so supported even though there was this like potential difficult conversation or lack of like things could have really gone a different way for them and um so I think like you can very easily come across as supportive, but still inquiring as to how it hits your life. Right. And also I think think about how you would want it to hit your life too. Like this is – you have agency here as well. Mm -hmm. If yeah. like that's something – if he were to move and that's something that you don't want, that's totally valid as well. Yeah. You know, but still going to have to talk about it. Yes. Either way, there's got to yeah. be a conversation happening. And there's a huge to, – to the point you just made, there is a huge range of outcomes here. There is like do we try yes. long distance and visit and see if 
I can move there. Do we totally break up? Do we have fun until it's it's kind of the ASV like option set, honestly. Yeah, um, it really is. But yeah, yeah. So talk, please talk, please. <laughs> Sorry, please speak. that's our advice. Please speak. This one, Allie, touches on, and it's a good preview because I think we should actually probably do we should do an uncensored episode. It's been a minute. I have one. Well, Erica and I are doing one when you're gone, but we should also do one together. Oh, okay. Well, this will be a good transition then. Yeah. Longtime listener, longtime lurker, first time question asker. I've been, dating, lurker. I've been dating this guy for two months. Nothing physical has happened other than a kiss. He said he wanted to take it slow, which is totally fine. But then last weekend, he revealed that he is a virgin. Oh. Not religious regions. It just hasn't happened yet. We are both in our late 20s. I want to think that this isn't a big deal. And I logically know it's not. But I can't get over it. It feels like a lot of pressure for me to be his first and make sure it lives up to what he's built it up in his head. Plus, I'm nervous about how to teach him so much. How do I talk to him about this with while remaining sensitive and not being a jerk? Yeah, that's really hard. I put this is why I put uh, this one on you. Thanks <laughs> like, for that. I'm not having Allie read this one to me. I can't super, handle it. Super grateful for you. Um, <laughs> this is this is really hard. I think mm. I would have similar emotions, and so I I want to ask on the on the one hand, do we know that he has built this up in his head? Great question. He might have, or he might also think it's really not a big deal. Yeah. And it's just that he – like, you know, I don't know the – it the I, it just hasn't happened yet. could have a few reasons behind it. Like it could be that he was, you know, waiting to be in love or it could be that he's like waiting for a relationship or, you know, whatever the case is. It might not be that he's like waiting for it to be this amazing, momentous thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So and, – and, and if he is, then then I think having conversations about that is important. Um but I, I mean, again, I think the only way to, the only way over is through, um, kind of thing. Like you're gonna, you're gonna have to talk about it. And I'm also curious. So they've been dating for two months, and and they've kissed. Is she or he looking to? She's mentioned he wants to take things slow. Like, where is he at with that physical development? Yeah, where and does he want to jump from kissing to penetrative sex? <laughs> like, right? Like where? And also, also a good question. There are many other things in between those two acts that he might have already experienced. Yes, and so like, are you at the limit of what he's experienced already? Or and that's what you know, like, where are you at? And I think like having conversations about what that progression might look like. And what you are looking for out of a relationship too from a physicality perspective is going to be important. And yeah, those conversations are probably going to feel a little awkward. But I, I don't think there's a way around having them. Yeah. And ultimately, you want to be able to talk to your partner about sex if that's something that you want to be a part of your relationship. Oh, for sure. I think, yeah, talking about – like communicating about your physical – relationship with somebody I think is essential, like just as yeah. a skill generally in a relationship. Um, would this be just between you and me, would this be a deal breaker for you? No, off the top of my head. I think it would be for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I think that I like couldn't handle this. 
it feels so far removed from something I've experienced before that it's like a little bit hard to put myself in those shoes. Mm-hmm. But And there's probably a lot of context around it, but I don't think so. One thing that I was going to say is that in terms of, you know, being worried that it's not going to live up to what builds up in his mind and, you know, all of that stuff, at some point, like, he's an adult and he's responsible for his feelings surrounding it. All true. And obviously you want to be kind and, and you know – make hopefully he's making you feel comfortable and you're making him feel comfortable and all of that stuff but like he is responsible for the expectations that he is or is not building up Mm -hmm. and i think the the worry about teaching somebody something is a future her problem like she doesn't know that she's gonna have to he's just gonna be like a fish that's like born to swim. Like he's just going to be like, so, like really good at well, sex, like off the bat. Or she, put it, put it another way. She doesn't know that she won't have to tell him what feels good to her, what works for her in a different way than she would with anybody else that she's never slept with. Yes. Before. You do sort of have to teach everyone, frankly. You do. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I was getting at. You do. Okay. I understand like, your point. Yeah. Like there, there might be people who are just, maybe they've been with somebody prior to you who likes the same things you do coincidentally and then you don't have to teach them as much but you got really fucking lucky if that's the case yeah yeah true so yeah i would say it's it's funny because like to me i I, i'm trying to put myself in the shoes if i was him and for me i would want i would want to just like frankly like you need to cross the Rubicon. That's exactly you what need I to meant do my it. future new problem. That's <laughs> and, exactly what I meant. Yeah. And so I almost think that if she can parse through the kind of expectations and that he might have and lower them, essentially, not necessarily lower them, but like cabin them to what the experience is and how much or how little it means and, you know, what it is. Yeah. And then be like, I'm going to do you a solid. Whatever happens between us, you never have to have this conversation again because we're going to do this. Because it's going to be fine. Yeah. (laughs) And it's going to be fine. And like to me, it's almost – and this probably is what you were saying by future her problem also. Like it's only been two months. There are a lot of – like no offense. There are a lot of other reasons why this might not work besides this No, absolutely. And so like if if you both want to do this – I think you should just do it. It's like early enough where like you can always just see how everything else evolves and like, I don't know, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I asked the the like kind of my first reaction was like, what are, what is behind it not having happened yet for him? Because yeah. if it, I understand her hesitancy, if his reasoning is that like he's waiting to be in love and it's going to be, you know, it needs to His be magical, person. amazing. Yeah, it needs to be magical, amazing, and it's going to be with the person that he's with forever. And that that would probably be a deal breaker for me. Yes. If if the person had that mentality about it because that is just so much pressure that I I do not know I cannot know before I sleep with somebody if they are my person. No. And we're going to be together forever. Like there's just no possible way to know that. And so if I if I thought or knew that the person was attaching that to it, that would be a deal breaker for me for sure. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. 
All right. So. I think we doled out some good advice today. I think so too. And lots of lots of upcoming stuff to dig into this more. The Uncensored with Erica and our finances and dating where we've got an episode next week with just the two of us. And then we've got a guest coming on the week after that. It's going to be great. Be excited. And we're soliciting yeah. questions, I assume, for the like financial yes. stuff. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. All right. I'm going to go. Yeah, look out for that. I'm trying to think of like places I can go that will be cool. <laughs> Um, cool. Oh, not cool sunglasses emoji. Cool. Definitely not. Temperature-wise. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, can I just like go to the movies and like sit by myself? Honestly, I might do that. Um, I might go to the office because it's Arctic there. Anyway. I actually did that during Hurricane Sandy when my apartment lost power, but my roommate and I stayed there, but it was freezing because it was November and we didn't have heat because of the power outage. We went to my office like most nights and watched movies there and stayed warm before we oh, went cute. to bed. That's like so, so brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we will see. We will see. Anyways. All right. Well, lovely, lovely couple hours with you. Yes. Talk, Talk to you soon. Day. Bye.